Section 20 of Ulysses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ulysses by James Joyce, Part 2, The Odyssey, Episode 11, Sirens, Part 1. Bronze by gold heard the hoof irons, steely ringing, impertinent, and chips, picking chips off rocky thumbnail chips. Horrid and gold flushed more. A husky fife note blew. Blue, blue bloom is on the gold pinnacled hair. A jumping rose on satiny breast of satin rose of Castile. Trilling, trilling, I Dolores. Peep, who's in the peep of gold? Tink cried to bronze in pity. And the call, pure, long and throbbing, long in dying call. Decoy, soft word, but look, the bright stars fade, note, chirping answer. Oh, Rose, Castile, the morn is breaking. Jingle, jingle, jaunted, jingling. Queen rang, clock quacked. Avowal, sonny, I would, rebound of garter, not leave thee, smack, la cloche, thy smack, avowal, warm, sweetheart, goodbye. Jingle, blue, boomed, crashing chords, when love absorbs, war, war, the tympanum. A sail, a veil, a wave upon the waves. Lost, throttle fluted, all is lost now. Horn, haw horn, when first he saw, alas. Full tup, full throb, warbling, ah, lure, alluring. Martha, come. Clap, clap, clip, clap, clappy clap. Good God, he never heard in all. Deaf, bald pat brought pad knife took up. A moonlit night call, far, far. I feel so sad. P.S. So lonely, blooming. Listen. Despite and winding cold seahorn have ye the each and for other plash and silent roar pearls when she list rhapsodies hiss you don't did not no no believe lid lid with a cock and a cara black deep sounding do, Ben, do. Wait while you wait. He, <laughs> wait while you, he. But wait. Low in dark middle earth, embedded ore. Now mine, the mine. Preacher is he. All gone. All fallen. 
tiny, her tremulous fern foils of maiden hair. And then he gnashed in fury. Fro, too, fro, a batten cool, protruding. Bronze Lydia by Mina Gold. By bronze, by gold, in ocean green of shadow, bloom, old bloom. One rapped, one tapped, with a cara, with a cock. Pray for him, pray, good people. His gouty fingers knackering. Big Beneben, big Benben. Last rose, Castile of summer, left bloom, I feel so sad alone. Pui, little wind piped we. True men, lid, care, cow, de, and doll, I, I, like you men, will lift your chink with a chunk. Where bronze from an ear, where gold from afar, where hoofs? Then, not till then, my epitaph be done. Begin. Bronze by gold, Miss Deuce's head by Miss Kennedy's head, over the cross-blind of the Ormond bar, heard the vice-regal hoofs go by, ringing steel. Is that her? asked Miss Kennedy. Miss Deuce said yes, sitting with his ex, pearl grey and eau de nil. Exquisite contrast, Miss Kennedy said. When all agog, Miss Deuce said eagerly, look at the fellow in the tall silk. Who? Where? Gold asked more eagerly. In the second carriage, Miss Deuce's wet lips said, laughing in the sun. He's looking. Mind till I see. She darted, bronze to the backmost corner, flattening her face against the pane in a halo of hurried breath. Her wet lips tittered. He's killed looking back, she laughed. Oh, wept. Aren't men frightful idiots? With sadness. Miss Kennedy sauntered sadly from bright light, twining a loose hair behind an ear. Sauntering sadly, gold no more, she twisted twined the hair. Sadly, she twined in sauntering gold hair behind a curving ear. It's them has the fine times, sadly then, she said. A man. Bluehoo went by, by Mulang's pipes, bearing in his breast the sweets of sin, by wine's antiques, in memory, bearing sweet sinful words, by Carol's dusky battered plate, for Raoul. The boots to them, them in the bar, them barmaids came. For them, unheeding him, he banged on the counter his tray of chattering china, and there's your teas, he said. Miss Kennedy, with manners, transposed the tea tray down to an upturned lithia crate, safe from eyes, low. What is it? Loud boots unmannerly asked. Find out, Miss Deuce retorted, leaving her spying point. Your bow, is it? A haughty bronze replied, I'll complain to Mrs. Damassey on you if I hear any more of your impertinent insolence. Impertinent, insolent, insolent. Boots snout sniffed rudely as he retreated, as she threatened, as he had come. Bloom. 
on her flower frowning miss deuce said most aggravating that young brat is if he doesn't conduct himself i'll wring his ear for him a yard long ladylike in exquisite contrast take no notice miss kennedy rejoined she poured in a teacup tea then back in the teapot tea they cowered under their reef of counter waiting on footstools crates upturned waiting for their teas to draw they pawed their blouses both of black satin two and nine a yard waiting for their teas to draw and two and seven yes bronze from a near by gold from afar heard steel from a near hoofs ring from afar and heard steel hoofs ring hoof ring steel am i awfully sunburnt miss bronze unbloused her neck no said miss kennedy it gets brown after did you try the borax with the cherry laurel water miss deuce half stood to see her skin askance in the bar mirror gilded lettered where hock and claret glasses shimmered and in their midst a shell and leave it to my hands she said try it with the glycerine miss kennedy advised Bidding her neck and hands adieu, Miss Deuce, those things only bring out a rash, replied, reseated. I asked that old fogey in Boyd's for something for my skin. Miss Kennedy, pouring now a full-drawn tea, grimaced and prayed, Oh, don't remind me of him, for mercy's sake. But wait till I tell you, Miss Deuce entreated. Sweet tea, Miss Kennedy, having poured with milk, plugged both ears with little fingers. No, don't, she cried. I won't listen, she cried. But Bloom? Miss Deuce grunted in a snuffy fogey's tone. For your what, says he. Miss Kennedy unplugged her ears to hear, to speak, but said, but prayed again, don't let me think of him or I'll expire, the hideous old wretch. That night in the antient concert rooms, she sipped distastefully her brew, hot tea, a sip, sipped sweet tea. Here he was, Miss Deuce said, cocking her bronze head three quarters, ruffling her nose wings. Huffa, huffa! Shrill shriek of laughter sprang from Miss Kennedy's throat. Miss Deuce huffed and snorted down her nostrils that quivered impertinent and like a snout in quest oh shrieking miss kennedy cried will you ever forget his goggle eye miss deuce chimed in in deep bronze laughter shouting and your other eye blue who's dark eye read aaron Fagatner's name why do i always think forgather gathering figs i think and prosper lowers huguenot name by Bassie's blessed virgins, Bloom's dark eyes went by. Blue-robed, white under, come to me. God, they believe she is. Our goddess, those today, I could not see. That fellow spoke, a student. After with Dedalus's son, he might be Mulligan. All comely virgins. That's what brings those rakes a fellow in, her white. By went his eyes, the sweets of sin, Sweet are the sweets of sin.
In a giggling peal, young gold bronze voices blended. Deuce with Kennedy, your other eye. They threw young heads back, bronze giggle gold, to let free fly their laughter, screaming your other signals to each other, high piercing notes. Ah, panting, sighing, sighing, ah, fordone, their mirth died down. Miss Kennedy lipped her cup again, raised, drank a sip, and giggle giggled. Miss Deuce, bending over the tea tray, ruffled again her nose, and rolled droll fattened eyes. Again Kenny giggles, stooping, her fair pinnacles of hair, stooping, her tortoise nape come showed, spluttered out of her mouth her tea, choking in tea and laughter, coughing with choking, crying, Oh, greasy eyes! Imagine being married to a man like that, she cried, with his bit of beard. Deuce gave full vent to a splendid yell, a full yell of full woman, delight, joy, indignation. Married to the greasy nose, she yelled. Shrill, with deep laughter, after... They urged each, each to peel after peel, ringing in changes, bronze gold, gold bronze, shrill deep to laughter after laughter, and then laughed more. Greasy I knows, exhausted, breathless, their shaken heads they laid, braided and pinnacled by glossy combed against the counter ledge, all flushed, oh, panting, sweating, oh, all breathless married to bloom to grease a bloom oh saints above miss deuce said sighed above her jumping rose i wish i hadn't laughed so much i feel all wet oh miss deuce miss kennedy protested you horrid thing and flushed yet more you horrid more goldenly by cantwell's offices robed grease a bloom by Kepi's virgins, bright of their oils. Nanetti's father hawked those things about, wheedling at doors as I. Religion pays. Must see him for that bar. Eat first. I want. Not yet. At four, she said. Time ever passing. Clock hands turning. On. Where eat? The Clarence. Dolphin. On. For Raoul. Eat. If I net five guineas with those ads. The violet silk petticoats, not yet, the sweets of sin. Flushed less, still less, goldenly paled. Into their bar strolled Mr. Dedalus. Chips, picking chips off one of his rocky thumbnails. Chips, he strolled. Oh, welcome back, Miss Deuce. He held her hand. Enjoyed her holidays? Tip top. He hoped she had nice weather in Ross Trevor. Gorgeous, she said. Look at the holy show I am, lying out on the strand all day. Bronze whiteness. That was exceedingly naughty of you, Mr. Dedalus told her and pressed her hand indulgently, tempting poor simple males. Miss Deuce of Satin deuced her arm away. Oh, go away, she said. You're very simple, I don't think. He was. Well, now I am, he mused. I looked so simple in the cradle, they christened me Simple Simon. You must have been a doughty, Miss Deuce made answer. And what did the doctor order today? 
Well, now, he mused, whatever you say yourself, I think I'll trouble you for some fresh water and a half a glass of whisky. Jingo. With the greatest alacrity, Miss Deuce agreed. With grace of alacrity, towards the mirror, gilt Cantrell and Cochrane's, she turned herself. With grace, she tapped a measure of gold whisky from her crystal keg. Forth from the skirt of his coat, Mr. Dedalus brought pouch and pipe. Alacrity she served. He blew through the flue two husky fife notes. By Jove, he mused, I often wanted to see the worn mountains. Must be a great tonic in the air down there. But a long threatening comes at last, they say. Yes. He fingered shreds of hair, her maiden hair, her mermaids, into the bowl. Chips. Shreds. Musing. Mute. None not said nothing. Yes. Gaily, Miss Deuce polished a tumbler, trilling. Oh, I, Dolores, queen of the eastern seas. Was Mr. Lidwell in today? In came Lenehan. Round him peered Lenehan. Mr. Bloom reached Essex Bridge. Yes, Mr. Bloom crossed Bridge of Essex. To Martha, I must write. Buy paper, dailies. Girl there, civil. Bloom, old Bloom. Blue Bloom is on the rye. He was in at lunchtime, Miss Deuce said. Lenahan came forward. Was Mr. Boylan looking for me? He asked. She answered. Miss Kennedy, was Mr. Boylan in while I was upstairs? She asked. Miss Voice of Kennedy answered, a second teacup poised, her gaze upon a page. No, he was not. Miss Gaze of Kennedy, heard not seen, read on. Lenehan round the sandwich bell wound his round body round. Peep, who's in the corner? No glance of Kennedy rewarding him, he yet made overtures to mind her stops to read only the black ones, round O and crooked S. Jingle, jaunty, jingle. Girl gold, she read, and did not glance. Take no notice. She took no notice while he read by rote a sofa table for her, plappering flatly. A fox met a stork, said the fox to the stork, will you put your bill down in my throat and pull up a bone? He droned in vain. Miss Deuce turned to her tea aside. He sighed aside. Ah, me, oh my. He greeted Mr. Douglas and got a nod. Greetings from the famous son of a famous father. Who may he be? Mr. Douglas asked. Lenehan opened most genial arms. Who? Who may he be? He asked. Can you ask Stephen the youthful bard? Dry. Mr. Douglas. Famous father laid by his dry-filled pipe. I see, he said. I didn't recognise him for the moment. I hear he is keeping very select company. Have you seen him lately? He had. I quaffed the nectar bowl with him this very day, said Lenehan. In Mooney's Envie and in Mooney's Sormer, he had received the rhino for the labour of his muse. He smiled at Bronze's tea-bathed lips at listening lips and eyes. The elite of Aaron hung upon his lips, 
the ponderous pundit Hugh McHugh, Dublin's most brilliant scribe and editor, and that minstrel boy of the wild wet west who is known by the euphonious appellation of the O'Madden Burke. After an interval, Mr. Dedalus raised his grog and, that must have been highly diverting, said he, I see, he see, he drank, with far away morning mountain eye, set down his glass, he looked towards the saloon door, I see you have moved to the piano. The tune I was in today, Miss Deuce replied, tuning it for the smoking concert, and I never heard such an exquisite player. Is that a fact? Didn't he, Miss Kennedy? The real classical, you know. And blind, too, poor fellow. Not twenty, I'm sure he was. Is that a fact? Mr. Dedalus said. He drank and strayed away. So sad to look at his face, Miss Deuce condoled. God's curse on bitches, bastard. Tink, to her pity, cried a diner's bell. To the door of the bar and dining room came bald Pat, came bothered Pat, came Pat, waiter of Ormond. Lager for diner. Lager, without alacrity, she served. With patience, Lenhan waited for boiling with impatience, for jingle jaunty blazes boy. Upholding the lid, he, who, gazed in the coffin, coffin, at the oblique triple piano wires. He pressed, the same who pressed indulgently her hand, soft pedalling, a triple of keys, to see the thickness of felt advancing, to hear the muffled hammer fall in action. Two sheets, cream vellum paper, one reserve, two envelopes. When I was in Wisdom Healy's, Wise Bloom in Daly's, Henry Flowerbot, are you not happy in your home? Flower to console me, and a pin cut slow. Means something, language of flow. Was it a daisy? Innocence, that is. Respectable girl, meets after mass. Thanks awfully muchly. Wise Bloom eyed on the door a poster, a swaying mermaid smoking mid nice waves. Smoke mermaids, coolest whiff of all. Hair streaming, lovelorn. For some man, for Raoul. He eyed and saw afar on Essex Bridge a gay hat riding on a jaunting car. It is, again, third time, coincidence. Jingling on supple rubbers, it jaunted from the bridge to Ormond Quay. Follow, risk it, go quick. At four, near now, out. Twopence, sir, the shop girl dared to say. Ah, uh, I was forgetting. Excuse. And four. At four, she. Winsomely, she and blew him whom smiled. Blue smile, quick go. Turnoon. Think you're the only pebble on the beach? Does that to all? For men. In drowsy silence, gold bent on her page. From the saloon a call came, long in dying. That was a tuning fork the tuner had, that he forgot that he now struck. A call again, that he now poised, that it now throbbed. You hear? It throbbed, pure, purer, softly and softlier, its buzzing prongs. Longer in dying call. Pat paid for diner's pop-corked bottle, 
and over tumbler, tray, and popcorked bottle, ere he went he whispered, bald and bothered with Miss Deuce. The bright stars fade, a voiceless song sang from within, singing, The morn is breaking. A duodene of bird notes chirped, bright treble answer under sensitive hands. Brightly the keys, all twinkling, linked, called to a voice to sing the strain of dewy morn, of youth, of love's leave-taking, life's love's morn. The dewdrops purr. Lenehan's lips over the counter lisped a low whistle of decoy. But look this way, he said, Rose of Castile. Jingle jaunted by the curb and stopped. She rose and closed her reading, Rose of Castile, fretted, forlorn, dreamily rose. Did she fall or was she pushed? He asked her. She answered, slighting. Ask no questions and you'll hear no lies. Like lady, ladylike. Blazes Boylan's smart tan shoes creaked on the bar floor where he strode. Yes, gold from a near by bronze from afar. Lenin heard and knew and hailed him. See the conquering hero comes. Between the car and window, warily walking, went Bloom, unconquered hero. See me he might. The seat he sat on, warm. Black, wary, he cat-walked towards Richie Golding's legal bag, lifted aloft, saluting. And I from thee. I heard you were around, said Blazes Boylan. He touched to fair Miss Kennedy a rim of his slanted straw. She smiled on him. But Sister Bronze outsmiled her, preening for him her richer hair, a bosom and a rose. Smart Boylan bespoke potions. What's your cry? Glass of bitter? Glass of bitter, please, and a slow gin for me. Wire in yet? Not yet. At four, she. Who said four? Cowley's red lugs and bulging apple in the door of the sheriff's office. Avoid. Golding a chance. What is he doing in the ormond? Car waiting. Wait. Hello, where off to? Something to eat? I too was just in here. What? Ormond. Best value in Dublin. Is that so? Dining room. Sit tight there. See, not be seen. I think I'll join you. Come on. Richie led on. Bloom followed bag. Dinner fit for a prince. Miss Deuce reached high to take a flagon, stretching her satin arm, her bust that all but burst so high. Oh, oh, jerked Lenin, gasping at each stretch. Oh, but easily she seized her prey and led it low in triumph. Why don't you grow? asked Blazes Boylan. She bronze, dealing from her oblique jar, thick syrupy liquor for his lips, looked as it flowed, flower in his coat, who gave him, and syruped with her voice. Fine goods in small parcels. That is to say she... Neatly she poured, slow, syrupy, slow. Here's fortune, Blazes said. He pitched a broad coin down. Coin rang. Hold on, said Lenehan, till I... Fortune, he wished, lifting his bubbled ale. Scepter will win in a canter, he said. I plunged a bit, said Boylan, winking and drinking. 
Not on my own, you know. Fancy of a friend of mine. Lenehan still drank, and grinned at his tilted ale, and at Miss Deuce's lips that all but hummed, not shut, the ocean song her lips had trilled. Idolores, the eastern seas. Clock, word. Miss Kennedy passed their way. Flower, wonder who gave. Bearing away tea tray. Clock, clacked. Miss Deuce took Boylan's coin, struck boldly the cash register. It clanged. Clock, clacked. Fair one of Egypt teased and sorted in the till and hummed and handed coins in change. Look to the west. A clack for me. What time is that? asked Blazes Boylan. Four o'clock. Lenehan, small eyes a-hunger on her humming, bust a-humming, tugged Blazes Boylan's elbow-sleeve. Let's hear the time, he said. The bag of Golding Collis Ward led Bloom by Rye Bloom flowered tables. Aimless he chose with agitated aim, bald pat attending, a table near the door, be near, at four, has he forgotten, perhaps a trick, not come wet appetite, I couldn't do, wait, wait, pat, waiter, waited. Sparkling bronze azure, eyed blazers, sky blue bow and eyes. Go on, pressed Lenehan, there's no one, he never heard. To Flora's lips did high, high. A high note pealed in the treble clear. Bronze Deuce, communing with her rose that sank and rose, sought Blazes Boylan's flower and eyes. Please, please, he pleaded over returning phrases of avowal. I could not leave thee. Afterwards, Miss Deuce promised coyly. No, now, urged Lenehan. Sonny Lacroche. Oh, do, there's no one. She looked. Quick. Miss Ken out of earshot. Sudden bent. Two kindling faces watched her bend. Quavering, the cords strayed from the air. Found it again. Lost cord. And lost and found it. Faltering. Go on. Do. Sonny. Bending, she nipped a peak of skirt above her knee. Delayed. Taunted them still. Bending. Suspending with willful eyes. Sonne. Smack. She set free sudden in rebound her nipped elastic garter. Smack warm against her smackable. A woman's warm hosed thigh. La cloche, cried gleeful Lenin. Trained by owner. No sawdust there. She smiles, smirked supercilious. Wept, aren't men. But... Lightward gliding, mild she smiled on Boylan. You're the essence of vulgarity, she in gliding said. Boylan eyed, eyed, tossed to fat lips his chalice, drank off his chalice tiny, sucking the last fat violet syrupy drops. His spellbound eyes went after, after her gliding head as it went down the bar by mirrors. Gilded arch for ginger ale, hock and claret glasses shimmering, a spiky shell where it concerted 
mirrored bronze with sunnier bronze yes bronze from a nearby sweetheart goodbye i'm off said boylan with impatience he slid his chalice brisk away grasped his change wait a shake begged lenehan drinking quickly i wanted to tell you tom roachford come on to blazes said blazes boylan going lenehan gulped to go got the horn or what he said wait i'm coming he followed the hasty creaking shoes but stood by nimbly by the threshold saluting forms a bulky with a slender how do you do mr dollard hey how do how do ben dollard's vague bass answered turning an instant from father cowley's woe he won't give you any trouble bob alf bergen will speak to the longfellow we'll put a barley straw in that judas iscariot's ear this time sighing mr dedalus came through the saloon a finger soothing an eyelid ho ho we will ben dollard yodelled jollily come on simon give us a ditty we heard the piano bald pat bothered waiter waited for drink orders power for richie and bloom let me see not make him walk twice his corns four now how warm this black is coarse nerves a bit refracts is it heat let me see cider yes bottle of cider what's that mr dedalus said i was only vamping man come on come on ben dollard called begone dull care come bob he ambled dollard bulky slops before them hold that fellow with the hold him now into the saloon he plumped him dollard on the stool his gouty paws plumped cords plumped stopped abrupt bald pat in the doorway met tealess gold returning bothered he wanted power and cider bronze by the window watched bronze from afar jingle a tinkle jaunted bloom heard a jing a little sound he's off light sob of breath bloom sighed on the silent blue-hued flowers jingling he's gone jingle here love and war ben mr dedalus said god be with old times end of Section 20.